Hello listeners and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is episode 26, Once More Into the Flames. It's been a while since our last episode and I know you're eager to get right back into the story, so let's jump right into it with episode 26, Once More Into the Flames. Pick up the phone when I do, or you can lose this goddamn number. Nico out. The words from Nico, their fixer, bounce around inside Iso's head as Sadoi gathers up the last of her things. She flits around her desk, organizing and arranging her workbench with near manic energy from the recently ingested synth coke. A larger flake of this synth coke falls from Sadoi's nostril. Her eyes go wide, and without even thinking, she wipes up the white crystal with her finger and rubs it along her lip. Iso catches her gaze as she does so, and rolling his eyes, he glances at his agent, checking the time. Their last gig from Nico didn't go as well as it could have, so he suppresses his snarky comments about chemical addictions and waits patiently for Sadoi to finish up whatever she's doing. So, Sadoi, having just ripped a line of white lightning, <laughs> you're feeling great. You and Iso walk over to where Mavis's apartment is and just kind of push the door open. And you see Mavis sitting there with a scalpel knife and she's removed the faceplate and she's removing the tattoo. Hey, long time no see. Reed, you were given local anesthetic, correct? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, your arm's just sitting there and you see your friends come in and it's a little surprising. They're kind of barging in. <laughs> you know, maybe they want to watch. Because I don't have my uh, assistant meta, I currently have like one flap of skin in my vampires while I'm like cutting underneath. Oh God, why, why are you like this, Mavis? <laughs> and I'm just like, hey, hey guys, what's up? Uh, Cassie Nico called. I'm just gonna say this is real fucking creepy, but okay. Well, texted, he's going to call. In two minutes. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah, one and a half. One twenty-five. That's quite an unfortunate piece of time, man. One twenty now. <laughs> what do you What do you think, Reed? You want me to keep going? Yeah, just keep going. I can take a call. Yeah, your arm's dead for a while anyway. So if you want you to go shoot stuff, it's going to be pretty fucking hard. I'm assuming we're not out immediately, so. Uh, it's Nico. It's Nico. You, you know Nico. <laughs> the skin having come off, I'm just going to go and like stretch it over something oh, to, uh, God. to cure. My God. You're sitting around waiting for the last minute to expire before Nico calls. And I want to get everyone to roll a perception roll. See if anyone notices something kind of odd. Oh, God. Is, is it fucking meta being somewhere? <laughs> Please let it not be meta be somewhere. <laughs> that is an 18 from Mavis Goodwin. 18. 15 from Ekaterina. Or 17 from Iso, who is very fidgety. <laughs> All right. So uh, everyone except for Sadoi notices this, but it's not that big of a deal. I would say Mavis, you probably notice it above and beyond everyone else. Mavis, it suddenly hits you that in the past 10 minutes or so, ever since you left and were like getting prepared and stuff like that, You've been hearing a lot more sirens recently than normal. Like a lot of sirens. Oh, fuck. And in fact, you can hear one right now. It sounds pretty loud, like it's maybe two blocks away. 
Is there something going on outside? Iso, take a look out the window. Iso, you you go over and hit the little button that uh, basically turns the window from being opaque to being completely see-through and reveal this to everybody. Now, this side of the apartment complex um, opens out onto the rest of the city instead of opening kind of towards the gate. So you get a much better view of the rest of the city. And when you make it opaque, Mm. it is a world on fire. There are columns of smoke coming up from five or six different areas around the Oasis. You can see just like easily without even having to do a check, there are at least five to 10 flying trauma team aerial vehicles flying around, swooping in and grabbing people and bringing them off somewhere else. There are ambulances on the ground, in the air. There's columns of smoke, small explosions. The whole scene is absolute chaos between the branded medtech street level ambulances and the Night City trauma team aerial evacs flitting around. Whatever's going on out there has the Oasis Medical Services stretched pretty thin. Uh, Reed, is is this heat wave normal? Like, is, is this is this what happens? Reed tries to scratch his head with his um, arm that's currently numb, and then like realizes <laughs> he like shifts a little bit, and then like goes scratches head with his other hand and just goes. How the fuck do you expect me to know? Are you shrugging? I thought Oasis was supposed to be better than Night City, but this is like Saturday night. Suddenly, Sadoi, your phone goes off. I pick it up with a camera on, and I want the camera like in selfie mode with Reed in the operating position behind me. Hi, Nico! Oh, great, you guys are already together. Oh, and uh, is, that, is that Mavis there, too? Hi, Nico! I so also me happen too, to... Nico. Oh, okay, great, this will save me a lot of time. All right, gather up, everyone, and listen close, because I'm not going to say this twice. Here's the sitch. High-priority job just showed up, and y'all are the only ones not out on runs right now. Honestly, I'd be giving this job to anyone else if I could, but time is short, and we're dealing with an extremely high-value target this evening. We're going to need all four of you for the recovery, extraction, and evac. Read? We're expecting heavy resistance, so uh, Problem. I turn the camera towards Reed's numb and open arm. <laughs> Don't worry, I can solve that. He just continues talking, like completely ignores whatever the visual is. We're expecting heavy resistance, so make sure you're bringing your best gear for this. Roger that. Mavis and Iso, you two are going to serve as our reconnaissance, recovery, and extraction team. Is that clear? Clear. What are we recovering? All right. Target is a high-value Oasis citizen. Goes by the name Oscar Christensen, pronouns he, they. Their location went offline about 15 minutes ago, and five minutes ago, his insurance company gets an alert that the panic room has been sealed and the security cameras are offline. Now, we aren't sure what happened or if he's been injured, but our operating assumption will be that Oscar has sealed themselves in said panic room and is likely in immediate danger of some sort. Any questions? Hey, Nico. Yes. What's this job pay and where's it at? Well, that's the thing. If you can get in and out within an hour, this job pays a thousand credits per person. Yep. Fuck yeah. We're in. Yep. I start stapling this plate back to Reed. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Reed, Reed, you're a tough guy, right? You're a tough guy? Nico not- sighs and interrupts you. He goes, shut the fuck up for a second because I got to get through this. I got five other people to call. You're just one on the list. Now listen up. I got a trauma team aerial flight vehicle that's going to be landing outside your location in 20 minutes. 
You're going to fly to the penthouse apartment. And it gives you a specific location. It's right in the center of the oasis in one of the very expensive luxury high-rise apartments. Do I recognize that location? It's not the same place you were at. No. Okay. It's, cool. I would say, not as luxury and not as high of a rise. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have that vehicle there. Now, Reed, I understand that you have the ability to pilot aerial vehicles. Is that correct? Yeah, that's me. You got certification or something? Been flying since I was five. All right, perfect. You and Sedoy are going to be the delivery and extraction team and responsible for eliminating all hostiles or anything or anyone that attempts to interfere with the extraction. Now, my intel isn't clear on this part, but it does seem like Oscar may have had some... Uh, unwelcome guests. Get rid of them and secure the exterior of the panic room before dropping off the recovery and extraction team. We clear? Roger that. Claire, uh, Nico, can you get, like, assault rifle on a helicopter? The, uh, aerial assault vehicle is a fully outfitted Mark 7 trauma team combat zone extraction unit. Hopefully <laughs> that speaks for itself. Oh. Reed, you recognize this as being, oh shit, this is... A fucking flying tank. It, not not quite not a flying fire. tank. Yeah. yeah, it's more of like a flying like Halo Warthog. It's got two gigantic guns on either side, and its goal, as a part of Trauma Team, is to be the deterrence that keeps people from attacking their doctors. Okay, awesome. He impresses that it's this fully kitted out thing, and Reed gives a look to Sedoy. <laughs> like, yeah, we're good. Yes, we're good. Placebo. I want to fly one of those things for so long. <laughs> that brings us over to mission two, and this one's a little bit of the weirder one. Now, uh, Mavis and uh, ISO, I'm going to need your attention here real quick. Right. Full focus. Now, uh, Mavis, you're going to be the uh, the high priority here. Now, our high-value citizen has locked himself into his panic room, and trauma team protocol dictates that when someone's locked inside a panic room, that their insurance company is legally obligated to do a full mental and psychological checkup before they are allowed to be released. So, you're going to be performing an in-the-field full mental and psychological and physical checkup on our high-value target. Is that clear? Nico, I am confident I can do this perfectly. Excellent. As soon as Team 1 manages to secure the safe room, you'll be responsible for talking them out of the safe room and then performing that evaluation. Now, ISO, your mission is going to be just as important. For insurance purposes, and especially because this has one of the safe rooms involved, you are going to need to keep that camera on Mavis and our high-value target at all times. Gotcha. Do not take the camera off that high-value target. If they are gone from the screen for even a second, your pay goes down by half. Are we clear? Yep. Very painfully there. Well, I've got the authentication credentials transmitting now for your temporary ownership of the aerial vehicle. Destination is pre-programmed to Oscar's penthouse. I should stress again, this is a high-value target, a dedicated Callum Industries employee of many years. Their life is worth more than all the credits the four of you can make in a year combined. Do not let anything happen to him. Roger that. Roger that. Roger that. Secondary question while Nico is on phone. Can you fly helicopter with one arm? Why? <laughs> I've got fucking neural. Nico pauses for a second and goes, Oh, oh shit. Nico, don't oh, worry. Nico, 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 <laughs> don't worry. I'm, I've got this under control. I've got a neural interface. I'm good. I can fly it with my fucking brain. <laughs> Nico, we're all fine. Don't worry about that. I've got it under control. Give me a persuasion roll. Mavis. Righto. The most persuasive in the entire party. Can I wave Reed's immobile arm with an acting role and pretend it's fine? <laughs> the worst thing is, 
I do have this under control. Out of character, I've yeah. got this. But uh, that's a 14. So, Nico, you see something kind of pass over his head where he like he's almost about to ask more questions and then he just shrugs and he says, just get it done and call me when it's done. Clear? Clear. Clear. Your transport's on the roof in 20 minutes. You better be there. Over and out. So, Doy, you do know what interface plugs are, right? That? I've used them in front of you. Nah, I just, I, I've never driven the car with plug, brain plug. I don't. Enough sassin, Reed. This is going to hurt, so pay attention. Oh, God. I reach into my bag and pull out the other dose of Surge and go, look, you're going to be up for a while, but this shit, you can't have local anesthetic while you're on this. Nothing can go to sleep. Not you, not your arm, not nothing. But it's going to hurt like fuck. Are you ready? Oh, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> Mavis, before you do this, I just want to let you know, as a med tech, you would know that application of these two drugs back to back does not have zero negative consequences. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Was... <laughs> Whatever Reed is using his left hand for is gonna have a minus two for the rest of the day, or at least until this stuff wears off. I feel like that's less than not being able to move it. It's so... correct. That is less than not being able to move it. But I just want to let you know, if you're telling Reed this won't have any negative side effects, you're fucking lying. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm not really saying that it won't have negative. I'm actively telling him it's going to hurt like fuck. Okay, cool. Just fucking do it. Ah, fuck. Jab it right into him. You inject it in and Reed, your arm suddenly feels pain again. Jesus Christ. You can move it around, though it's it's feeling kind of sluggish. What the fuck did you do? It's not perfect, but that should get you going. Ow. We have 20 minutes, yeah? Uh, now you have 17. Yeah, grab everything you're gonna <laughs> need and let's go. I go buy some Coke. <laughs> Fucking hell. You mentally estimate it and realize <laughs> that you can get there and get back in about 10 minutes. Yeah, and I have all my stuff with me that I need, so it's fine. All right. ISO, just so you're aware, if you take any damage, not even taking damage, but like if your armor has to... What armor? It's shredded. Okay. If you do anything stressful, <laughs> if you pull a gun, if you take any sort of damage, yeah. if you have to dodge yeah. anything, your stitches burst. You don't take any additional damage, but yeah. you're not, you're no longer healing. I will basically glue myself to Mavis's back and use her as a body shield. Uh, Reed is equipping his uh, armor jacks and making sure everything's good. Okay. He's fucking pumped up with Surge right now. He's like fucking hopping from foot to foot, trying to shoot off his fucking pain. Hey, uh, Reed, I, I can hold on to this SMG for a while longer, right? Yeah, you're good. Okay, thank you. So, uh, Sadoi, you head down to go get some coke. You uh, walk over to the nearby Kunotech vending machine, a block or two blocks away. You walk up to it, and the Kunotech mm -hmm. vending machine seems to recognize you somehow. Hey, come back for more Kunotech, yeah? You know Kuno's got all the best shit. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. Uh, uh, does it also say censored uh, slurs? Uh, it hasn't yet. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm going to buy some coke from Kuno. The Kunotech vending machine, uh, it, it doesn't show a, a menu or display. It seems to be waiting for a response from you of some sort. Uh, coke, please. Oh, yeah. The person wants some coke, yeah? Well, Kuno can hook you up with some coke. Just give How it to me. How much coke you want? Hey, don't fucking tell Kuno what to do. Kunotech vending machines do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> I look around like, is anyone seeing the motion? <laughs> The fuck are you looking at? 
You think some other prick's gonna come save you from Kuno? I just want drugs, man. Okay, Kuno understands that you're a bitch who needs your fucking coke. Here you go. Here's some Kuno coke. And uh, it just pops out at the bottom. It didn't seem to take any of your money. <laughs> uh, spasiba? Yeah, you know Kuno's got all the best shit. Tell all your fucking mates. And then the machine powers down. <laughs> What a strange vending machine. <laughs> I'm definitely very high. <laughs> so, cut to Sadoi actually just sitting there arguing at the completely regular vending machine. <laughs> Synth Coke is something else. All right, you purchase it, you come back, and you meet the rest of your party standing outside, strapping things to themselves and checking guns and doing all the shit they do in action movies that's completely unnecessary right before they go and do something cool. Hey, Sadoi, what was all that screaming? I do not want to talk about it. Okay, just, just I, make sure you're ready, okay? And get, and get one of those inhalers. It's better for you. Hey, uh, you all got communicators, right? I got a communicator on. I just take a moment to load um, an anesthetic vial from the medtech bag into the compartment in my shiny, shiny teeth. Okay, clever. Are you just going to fucking anesthetize the dude? Don't know. Might need to anesthetize someone. <laughs> you look down at your clocks and realize that you have four minutes until the thing is supposed to show up, and it's showing up on the roof of this 12-story building. We gotta go. Yep. All right, ramblers, let's go rambling. Let's go. Are you heading up the stairs or the elevator? I've got a lot of spare energy. I'm taking the stairs. Stairs. Elevator. The elevator. It's an emergency and there's so many fires. Don't use the elevator. <laughs> it's not our fires. Reed and Iso, you guys get into the elevator and head upwards. Iso, you realize it's probably a good call so you don't rip your uh, stitches out. You get maybe four or five floors away from the top floor when the elevator stops and opens up. And these two people get in. You notice both of them have blue chips. It's a woman and a man. They're both dressed in like really nice looking outfits. They step into the elevator without a word. Reed is not bothering to look at them. Good evening. One of them looks over at you and goes, Hello. Hi. Evening. Evening. Just elevator music happening right now. You just stood there covered in guns. <laughs> yeah, Reader's like strapped. Like he's wearing a fucking flak vest and a fucking combat helmet. He's got a gun taped to his fucking back like in Die Hard. They ride with you all the way up to the roof. This elevator does actually let out to the roof. It opens up and they step out of the elevator with you and then walk over to the other corner of the roof. All right. Blue chips, man. They're so weird. You see Sadoi and Mavis already at the top. Sadoi is looking super happy and chipper and Mavis is a little bit out of breath. Do you, do you want some coke, Mavis? <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I should inject it into you like surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I know a really good vending machine. I, I have a feeling that if our target dies, none of us are getting paid. So perhaps don't inject the medic, huh? As you say that, the med carrier comes down. Sure enough, it has two gigantic looking scary ass guns on the side. It pulls down and the doors slide open. You notice there's no pilot and the, the thing is empty. Reed just swings himself in to the pilot's seat and plugs in. I hop on a gun immediately. I, I try not to stress my body and I just get comfortable in the back. 
All right, let's go. So, Sadoi, you're actually sitting in the passenger seat, and it has like a little pull-down VR headset that lets you control both guns underneath the thing simultaneously. You described this as an airborne warthog. You know how when you're in a Halo multiplayer match and like there's there's no one around to shoot and you just sort of spin around and like fling it everywhere. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> hey, Sador, you got the aim? Whee! Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sador's enjoying herself. Kadaka, kadaka, kadaka. <laughs> I'm immediately rummaging through all their supplies, restocking my own supplies, and checking out if they have anything neat and interesting I can acquire for this mission. This is so cool! Sadoi, you're basically whipping the guns underneath the thing, like, around and around <laughs> in circles, and getting and making yourself a little dizzy from the constant rotational velocity. Flip up the visor, maybe too much. Reed, you're sitting in there next to Sadoi. You plug yourself in and pass over the authentication credentials that were sent over to you. It registers you and gives you an authentication as temporary med pilot, and then gives you the call sign Butterfingers. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Right, okay, whatever. Breaker, breaker, one, nine. This is Butterfinger. <laughs> Do I get the call sign? Your butterfingers. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be butterfingers. Call signs are for identifying aerial vehicles. However, Sadoi's call sign is now butterfingers. That's going to be confusing. <laughs> okay, at the moment you're operating, this entire <laughs> ship is operating under the call sign butterfingers. Just tell me where to point gun and I shoot, okay? Okay, I'm going to lock your guns until we know that you need to shoot, okay? How are we going to land this? Because cause I'm, I'm still a bit motor cycles or I fly on the side you hop off uh, Mavis as my medical counselor is that something I can also it's like taking also a step. really shouldn't be jumping off if you can get in real close we'll be all right are there any nice drugs in those containers you've been checking there are so many nice drugs also don't you worry anything that could help me not to step off of a plane, um, that's not what drugs do, dear. I don't know, if you look at Sadoi, she looks like she's about to take off. <laughs> you guys are a couple minutes away from going in. You've given them the rundown and what you're expecting. It sounds like the plan is to just light up anyone inside there, or are you guys... No. <laughs> um, not quite. The plan is to get an ID on the guy if he's not there, then we're going to fucking light him up. Yeah, we are going to try and confirm the resident's position with the thermal cameras. Yeah, and, and right before we uh, land, I turn on the camera. You're beginning your final approach. You went up above the city because there are lots and lots of other trauma team going around. Like, mm. you guys have never seen this many trauma team vehicles in the air or on the ground at one point, even in Night City. There are a lot of these vehicles going around. You're sweeping down, coming in on final approach, and simultaneously, everyone gets a notification on their personal communicators. It's not from Trauma Team, it's not from Nico, it's not even from Brandon. It's from the Oasis. Oh, it is shit. a high priority alert message. I just bring it up into the speakers of the helicopter. You utilize the text to speech and it just reads the message out. It says, warning. Unexpected sandstorm approaching Oasis City in less than 30 minutes. Seek cover immediately. Oh, that's inconvenient. This complicates things. 
We got 30 minutes. Let's do this. You sweep up to the side of the building, do like a once over around the side of the building. You see the helipad. It does look like there are two people waiting on the helipad or at least waiting close to the doors. At a quick glance, as you go by, you take a look at them and they definitely aren't rich upscale kinds of people that you would expect from this type. They look honestly kind of like mid to upper level gangers. Uh, they've got this wild hair that comes backwards that's orange with black stripes through them. They look up at your vehicle kind of curiously and watch you as you go around the building again. Do they have uh, blue chips on them? They do not. Do they have weapons? Oh, yeah, they've got weapons. They have weapons. Get that scanner on. Yeah, I'm getting like the thermal scanner. Reed, un unlock guns. Unlock guns, Reed. We're not shooting him yet. <laughs> um, I'm bringing us down towards the penthouse window. Uh, I give my submachine a once over. You swing back around the other sides of the penthouse and begin a slow descent. As your aerial vehicle slows down to match the height with the balcony outside Oscar's penthouse suite, you flip on the thermal cameras and you see a black and white image that confirms what the rest of you see through the clear glass window, namely that there are five individuals standing in a loose group near the front door. Through the thermal camera, you see one of their heads turn, he seems to yell something, and then all five of them pull weapons, rush to the nearest cover, and assume defensive positions. Trauma team, put down your weapons. Thanks for listening to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 26, Once More Into the Flames. As we head into 2023, we're going to be collecting some end of year feedback from our valued listeners and Patreon subscribers via email, so keep an eye out for that. If you aren't a member of our Patreon, we still want to hear from you, so join our Discord to be part of those conversations. Let us know what you think and how we can improve going into the new year. You can find that invite link to our Discord at oasiscyberpunk.com in the top right hand corner. So, Come visit the Oasis, chat with myself and the rest of the cast. We would love to hear what you think. That's all we've got for you today. So remember, the concept of free speech, especially in the US, is often misrepresented as free from the consequences of my speech, as if the ideal form of public discourse should more closely resemble anonymous message boards like 4chan. In reality, free speech is the concept that the state cannot and should not use its monopoly on violence to retaliate against its critics. When the growing right-wing fascist movements complain about being suppressed or having their freedom of speech taken away, they're not doing so in good faith. They literally don't believe what they're claiming to believe. They know that individuals, businesses, and even megacorps can't be forced to promote content that goes against their values or business goals, an issue they made such a big deal about that when I use the phrase gay wedding cake, you know exactly what court cases I'm referring to. The goal by these right-wing fascist movements is to dilute the meaning of free speech, similar to how fake news and collusion have lost much of their meaning, so that when the state uses violence to suppress the speech of left-leaning protesters, it's no longer a direct violation of the U.S. Constitution, it's now a partisan issue that merits further discussion about whether the protest was appropriate. When you can't stop the inevitable march of progress, the only thing you have left is to move the goalposts. Let's meet in the middle, says the right-winger. The moderate takes a step forward. The right takes a step back. Let's meet in the middle, says the right-winger. Fuck that. Plant your fucking feet in the ground, look them right in the eye, and tell them no compromise. You move, 
or you get left behind. That's all for today. I'm Artemis Ronan, signing off. Bye.